0: Thank you. And Shirley. I'm the associate pastor here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and I want to thank you for joining us today online. I want you to go right now before we get started and download our app. You can download it from the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store by simply searching Word of Life Carlsbad. If you would like to give today, then you can give online by going to our app or our website, or you can also text eight. 4321 and when you search just search word of life carls bed thank you once again for joining us and you're going to join our service already in progress
1: praise god praise god you know a few weeks back uh, i made a statement i i started my message goodness what is going on is Josiah smashing guitars back there? Okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, a few weeks back, I started my message off with just a simple statement. I said, "I love you." And everybody thought they were about to get in trouble. And I thought, well, that is wrong. You shouldn't think that. What that tells me is that I don't say I love you enough. So I determined I'm going to say it more often. So once again this morning, I love you, and you're not about to get in trouble. Okay? Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank you. I believe it. Hallelujah. Well, we have some great things this morning. We have an announcement, and Jason is still up here. I was hoping you were. And so, uh, as, we, as you know that uh, our team just returned from Guatemala, they flew home on, on Monday, and uh, we have uh, a report that we're going to be sharing about that, but we've got an announcement that we want to make uh, before we actually share the report, or, or after we're going to share it. Okay, we'll make the announcement after we share the report. And so Yeah okay Jason says tease you a little bit more <laughs> So um, Anyway With that in mind I'm going to um, I'm going to turn it to uh, Jason To uh, whatever you've got in, in mind for The report this morning and then we'll Take it from there Amen.
0: Amen. Well First of all I want to say Thank you um, Thank you for Sending us to the nations. Thank you for being missions-minded as a church. Um, thank you for uh, for for being so encouraging with this vision. You know, churches all across the United States um, are are cutting back on their missions giving, and um, one of the reasons why is that whenever whenever giving dips. Um, The first thing to go is the thing you can't see all the time. And um, I can say that even through um, times where our giving as as a church has been lower, we don't diminish our missions giving. And um, that's a testament to you and a testament to your vision and that you have caught a hold of what God has called us to do. I believe this, and somebody asked me the other day. They said, what? how do you justify going and spending so much money going, yet we've got a mission field in our backyard? And I said, I don't think it can be either or. I think it has to be both. Because you're absolutely right. Missions is not just a foreign country. Sometimes when we say the word missions, we automatically think we have to, you have to use your passport for that. This is something on foreign soil, and I don't believe that at all. Um, I, Pastor and I were talking last night, and I said, Um, I, I sometimes when I say missions I say missions and outreach but really it's the same thing to me that missions is whether you're going next door to share Jesus with your neighbor or to do something kind for your neighbor or to say God is madly in love with you or to buy lunch for the person across the restaurant from you or whatever it may be that's missions and we have to become missions minded in our everyday life everything that we do but we as the most blessed nation on the face of the earth we have a responsibility i believe to also make sure that the gospel is being increased around the world as well we have a responsibility to that and so we at word of life church are a missions church and that will not change ever we are a missions church we believe that this gospel The gospel that Paul preached, the gospel of grace, the gospel that God is madly in love with you has to be preached around the world. To every nation, to every tribe, to every dialect, every culture, that this gospel has got to be preached. Because there are people that are starving for the gospel. Sometimes we think, um, and I talked to our missionaries, John and Tracy Batchelor. About this when we were there in Guatemala I said sometimes you know we in in the United States we think oh well we don't have the passion in the United States like we like people do in foreign countries you go there and you preach the gospel and people are just all over it and and they're passionate about God and we've lost our fire in America what do you have to say about that or do you see that and um, John and Tracy said this They said, no, people are the same everywhere. There are going to be people that are on fire, and there are going to be people that are not. I mean, Jesus gave the parable of the sower. He said, the sower sows the word, and when the sower sows the word, some is sown along the wayside, and some is sown along the good ground, some is sown along the thorns, um, some is sown on the stony ground, and that ground isn't just in the United States. That ground is all over the world. But here's the thing. As we say, I want to partner with you. As we say, we're coming together as a body believers under the blood of Jesus, and we are not willing to let one person go to hell in the world. That's a pretty daunting task. Some of the things that we did in Guatemala, John and Tracy, they've been in Guatemala for 22 years. Can you believe that? It's a long time. 22 years. They have three kids, and um, their oldest daughter was two years old when they moved to Guatemala. Part of their story and i've known john and tracy for six or seven years now part of their story that i didn't know uh, we work with a pastor named pastor alvaro in um in guatemala city and his wife Ondina. but i didn't know this i knew that them and and john and tracy went way way back but i didn't know how far back tracy told me that when they moved to guatemala they flew in they landed and they didn't know what was happening after that and so they get off the plane and they're sitting on the curb And somebody was supposed to pick them up But uh, they were hoping um, And then here comes Pastor Alvaro and Ondina I didn't know that I didn't know that, that our friends, Pastor Alvaro and, and Pastor Ondina Were the ones that picked up John and Tracy and Rebecca Two-year-old Rebecca from the airport uh, Their other two daughters, um, Victoria and Elizabeth Were born in Guatemala uh, that's crazy. We don't think about that. We don't think, you know, how much different, how, what did they have to go through? And this was two decades ago. I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. Um, so the fact that John and Tracy have been entrenched in the culture for so long, the very first time that I went to Guatemala, it spoke to me. And I thought, my gosh, these are people of integrity. These are people that know how to do world missions these are people that have embraced the culture that have have walked it out and lived it out every time that we get to go and be with them it's uh, it's an amazing opportunity and so in the next 10 12 15 minutes we're gonna talk about Guatemala and we're gonna show you a video um, that's gonna tell you the story of what we did and I'm not gonna go way into that because I want the video to tell the story but Um, one thing that I want you to do is there's going to be a lot more opportunities for Guatemala one thing that's great about Guatemala is it's a short trip Um, it's a three-hour flight from Dallas you can barely get a good nap on that flight so um, it's quick Um, in Guatemala it's not uh, I paid let's put it this way I'm going to Washington DC next week and I paid less for my ticket to Guatemala City than I pay for my ticket to Washington. So it's not that it's like way cheap, but it's not overly expensive. So you think of mission trip, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to raise like three grand to go on this mission trip, not Guatemala. Um, Your plane ticket to Guatemala, if you strike while the iron's hot and get it at the right time, it's around $450 or something like that. Um, Like I said, it's not cheap, but it's not, it's not more than even just a domestic flight um and then when we go to guatemala we stay in a nice hotel we're in guatemala city um a hotel the hotel's called the barcelo sherry you stayed a lot of different places is it as nice or nicer than anywhere you've ever stayed nicer right and um and just complete transparency it runs about 110 dollars a night Alright, so it's not we're not like spending extravagantly. The reason why we stay there is because it's secure, it's safe. Um, one time, this was a couple times back. It's a, it's a year that Mary went, um, and um, several of us. Sherry, was were you there that year? You weren't there that year. Um, I was sitting in the lobby waiting on everyone, and um, I had set my phone down on the table. And everybody comes up, and we're all talking and stuff. And I get up, and we leave, and I left my phone sitting on the table at a hotel in Guatemala well I was like freaking out about 30 minutes later and um, so I go and uh, it wasn't still there and I was like great you know my phone's not there and I'm gonna have to shut it off and all this stuff um, and when I looked one of the um, one of the employees of the hotel he said um, did you leave your phone and they, most of them speak very good English he said did you leave your phone there and I said yes sir I did and he goes hold on I'll get it and he goes in and he got it and he brought it back to me. That's how safe this hotel is. All right, it's it's very safe. Um, I mean, if I left my hotel in McDonald's in Carlsbad, it'd probably be gone, right? So it would it would already be for sale on Eddie County Swap and Sale. Um, unlocked iPhone. Um, so anyway, I mean. it the caliber of people that we work with, we got the most special thing, and you're going to see some pictures of this. The most special thing that we did to my heart, and you, you may have seen me post about it. Um, there's a young man. He's 12 years old. His name is Christopher. Was he turning 12 or turning 13? Remind me. Turning, turning 13. So he's 13 now. Um, Christopher. He he's the sole um, or or the primary caregiver for his two younger sisters. Um, he lives in a house that has dirt floors. Um, they have no electricity, no running water. Um, and his mom is in prison. His dad uh, is an alcoholic and goes on bingers for weeks at a time. Um, and so Christopher, uh, very responsible young man, um, out of necessity. And they're in a program which allows them to go to school and provide some basic things for them. But Christopher had never had a birthday party in his life. Never had a birthday party. And so that came up in the course of conversation And Tracy um, texted me one day This was about 10 days or so before we left And she said, hey, what do you think? Do you guys want to do this while you're here? I'm like, well, yes, of course we do And so we got to throw a birthday party for Christopher We bought him um, a couple of gifts A uh, Iron Man No, it wasn't Iron Man It was uh, Captain America, wasn't it? Captain America and what was the other one? Was it Thor that we bought him? Yeah, so we bought him a Captain America and a Thor action figure and then some um, some fun pens and pencils that he can use in school and things like that, Spider-Man ones, and you can't get better than Spider-Man. So um, we were able to do that, and we threw him. Um, we were just part of it, but we threw him, the birthday party of a lifetime, seven pinatas, you guys, seven. And it was all great until Dylan broke the stick. So they were like... They wanted Dylan to do it because, like, he was the big American. And um, they thought he was just going to knock that piñata just out of the water. And uh, But they spun him about 700 times. <laughs> and uh, so he swung a couple of times. I have it on video. Then he swings, and all of a sudden, half the stick goes flying. We're like. It's like hitting the ball over the fence in the sand lot. I mean, it was like game off they figured out a way though what did they grab after that a broom handle or something so yeah anyway kids still got their candy Um, the last thing i want to say about guatemala before we show the video and then i'm going to come back and talk about a little bit more but um, you're going to see some pictures of a service project that we did in in the um, park outside of a local hospital and um, this hospital it's a public hospital there's two kinds of health care in guatemala there's public and private and um, public is, is very, very, very run down. Um, I, d- I don't know the best way to say it. Um, what you see on the pictures is not going to give an accurate representation of what this hospital looks like. But um, anyway, they had no playground equipment or very, very little um, for the kids outside. And um, But the kids aren't allowed to go in. So um, Elizabeth, John and Tracy's daughter, um, she has been... Um, yeah, but how do you say it? Like, she wasn't elected. Like, she, she won, I guess, um, Miss Teen um, Tanango, which is the region that they live in. And um, it's a, a beauty pageant thing, right? So anyway, um, one of her projects that she wanted to do was to reach out to this hospital. She told me that it's not very common that whoever holds this title, that they do projects like this. Mostly, they just want to show up, smile, um, kiss babies, shake hands, that kind of thing. Um, but she said I didn't do it for that I did it to make a difference and so she went around to businesses in the community using her title when she'll go out she wears her sash a lot of times she wears her crown um, and it's a a symbol of status and she goes into a business solicits donations and um, they go and do this project and so we were able to help on just a really small portion of that project um, it was amazing to me to see because i've known uh, elizabeth for six or seven years and just to see the growth in her and how god is using her in such an amazing way such an unconventional way um, to reach her community and to be uh, uh, outspoken for him it's just uh, incredible um, it, during that press came i mean the, the tv station came and they interviewed her and and um there's supposedly a newspaper article um, floating around that has us in it, too. But I expect once they saw me on it, they, they just flew off the shelves. So there's probably it's probably hard to come by. But um, now it was it was uh, amazing. Um, all right. So here's the video. And then we're going to come back and talk about it for a second. OK.
2: Guatemala is uh, one of the places, there's so much richness in the culture, but unless you understand why, mm-hmm. then you can you can miss some of the details. Between the language and those details, we really learn to understand people and learn what their lives were like. Uh, you know, we often talk about budgets and about how do people get by, But it's Mm -hmm. because they're a community it's because when one's hurting others help and uh you know that meant so much to us that built relationships that we still have today i think a lot of times we have imaginary lines that we draw and we found that these are artificial limitations that a lot of people put in i couldn't imagine being here without being part of the community we're serving how can I understand the needs of the community without being a part of the community? Mm-hmm. But we had to learn to get past some of those limitations. We have to be willing to cross into other people's worlds.
3: Yeah, when you crossing in and, and, and letting them know you really care, like really right. being there. Like, you know, we spent many a nights in funeral homes, we spent many a nights in hospitals. That's right. Um, walk with people, we've talked with people in the parks. I think sometimes they just need, they need you to be real with them. Love on their kids, love on them, show true concern, um, love by actions, so that's right. the main thing. Until the whole world knows, Dios este lo que me-
0: Mente en Deity. God is madly in love with you. Amen. So that kind of told the story this mic got louder. That kind of told the story of, of what we did. Um, I think, you know, these trips, sometimes they put you in uh, uncomfortable situations. Um, one person, or, or Mercedes, Mercedes is back there. I asked Mercedes, I said, why don't you ever go out of the country with me? And she said, because I'm nervous about the food. I'm putting you on blast because I'm working on a PowerPoint presentation for you. So uh, she said, I'm nervous about the food. I said, Do you, Mercedes, for full disclosure, when, when I moved here in February of 2003, Mercedes was a part of the youth group in the sixth grade. And um, she went to nearly every youth service um, up until 2000 and what, 15 or 14? Um, and she after she graduated she was a leader she's been out of town with me all over the country, all over the United States, like literally she's gone to Nashville with me, California multiple times, we've been to Dallas we've been to Santa, I mean, you name it but she won't go out of the country so I said, why? and she said, well I'm nervous about the food, I'm not very adventurous I said, you know me, I don't eat bad ever in my life, ever like every meal that people say, well it it's not your last meal but what if it is? We got to make the most of it. I don't know when Jesus is going to come back. I don't want to be there saying, "Man, I ate a bad hamburger as my last meal on earth." I probably won't say that, but But you know that's that's a common misconception because when we go when we go out of the country, now pastors a different story. Like you eat some crazy crazy. I don't so, uh, and there's little tricks too. There's, there's all kinds of tricks. I'll fill you in. But the, the thing is, I took a picture of every one of my meals and I, I would send them to Mercedes. And then I stopped and, and I told her, I said, um, I have pictures of every meal. And um, she said, well, make me a PowerPoint. And I said, okay, I'll make you a PowerPoint. Um, you're going to be put in some uncomfortable situations. So things are a little bit different for you but we try to immerse ourselves in the culture we try to get to know our brothers and sisters this is not a situation as some go and and that you are uh, that that we think we're somehow uh, elevated because we live in the united states it's not it's not like that at all i go there to learn i go there to grow i go to help some missionaries go in or some churches in the United States, they go in and they say, well, here's what we're going to do because we know better. We say, how can I help you? How can we help? We want to be of assistance. We've met wonderful people, people that that I call family. And um, I, just, I hope that, um, that you'll begin to think about when you can go and you can be a part of it. Um, It's been well said. My friend Darren Tyler says this all the time, that you can be a goer or you can be a sender. You can be both, but you can't be neither. Jesus has called us to go into all the world. We can either physically get on an airplane, or you can actually drive to Guatemala too. It's a little crazy, but you could drive to Guatemala if you wanted to. We can go, we can be a part of sending. Every single little bit, little bit helps to send. I see Andrea wearing a legacy shirt today. That shirt is part of sending. There's all kinds of ways that we can be a part and we're all in this together. And so I wanted to try and share that in in the most accurate way that I could and to capture without being here all day what we experienced for a week and Dylan did an amazing job on the video, right? That was good. I hadn't seen it till just then, so I was Dylan right there. All right, so I'm going to have uh, Pastor Daniel come up. Are you ready for the announcement yet? I, I, they're not. I think you should preach first. They're not convincing enough.
1: Well, Jason mentioned um, our friends uh, Pastor Alvaro and Ondina Santisa Santiso or Santisa which which way is it? uh anyway, anyway. Um, a couple of years ago we uh, John Bachelor told me a story about Alvaro and uh I'm not going to tell you the story but uh um but about a situation that they found themselves in that uh, was a very difficult and, uh, and trying time. And uh, they um, you know, most people, I've got to just say it this way. Most, most pastors would have left the ministry if they had gone through what he went through. And, uh, but, he, but he hung in there. And it was really struggling and we just really had a uh, felt in our heart at that time that that we needed to do something about that then one uh, one thing came up and we we attempted to go down one road in order to to help with that and that didn't quite work out and uh, so you know, the, he he was expecting that we were going. To, we'd talk to him, and and he was expecting that uh, some help was coming his way. And we were unwilling to leave this guy hanging. Uh, and so, when one thing didn't work out, we backed up and and approached it from a different direction. And and really, I, I honestly believe it's God's heart and the, was, was God's plan all along and uh that, that we were just off track a little bit in the uh, initially and uh so anyway we had a, a this this pastor great man of god and uh i know that those uh blaines met him uh sherry uh uh dylan hayden uh you met pastor alvaro didn't you and uh so we've had several that have that have met and know pastor alvaro and uh so we decided all right here's what we're gonna do and uh Uh, back in November I was there and I talked with him and I came home and and uh, Jason and I we talked together and and so we decided when Jason goes back this time he's gonna he he wasn't just going he had a he was on a mission trip but he had a a special mission that we wanted to fulfill and uh, that was we wanted to to uh, develop a partnership with pastor alvaro and his church in guatemala city uh... the name of the church is uh... palabra in action uh... the word in action and uh, so we um, jason sat down with him and, and had a discussion and, and we talked and then yesterday uh... or day before yesterday we actually had a uh... A conference call with him and and uh uh joe helped us out with the interpretation there on the the to to spanish and and uh we had a good conversation with him and and on dina um uh, over the phone and so anyway i want to announce this morning that we now have a partner church in guatemala city palabra in Accion and uh... remember that name if You need to write that down do so uh, you know but but i want you praying for them number one first and foremost i want you praying for them and then uh, uh... make that a part of your regular prayer time and uh... part of the things that they went through left them in a in a difficult financial situation and uh... uh... So we felt it in our hearts that we needed to make a financial commitment to them. And so here's what we did, and, and you need to know this, because I'm gonna ask you to help us to do this. See, we're we're not in this. It's not Pastor Jason and I are in this. It's Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico, are in this, together with Palabra and Accion in guatemala city and so we have committed and you know and it's amazing what you can do for a little bit of money In uh... in guatemala uh... two hundred and sixty eight dollars will pay their rent for the facility that they're renting a month now that's not much uh... for them it's a lot uh, you know, but $268 should be no big deal for Word of Life Carlsbad, New Mexico. And so, uh, what we committed to was, we committed to $300. You know, we didn't want to just, we didn't want to send $268. We're going to send $300 a month, and we're going to pay their rent uh, with that, and, and keep them up to date with that, and they had gone behind a little bit, and so it will also help them to catch up on what they were behind on. But uh, uh, they are doing a great work. And like I say, they hung in when most pastors I know would have quit. And, and they didn't. And uh, uh, Jason shared a little bit about how long our Friends John and Tracy had known them and you know 22 years and and, and developed a great relationship and John and Tracy vouch for them that they're doing a great work and so uh, right now you know uh, I, I just I want to welcome and and I know they'll probably never see this but I want you to say it anyway uh, I want us to all just say welcome. Palabra in Accion to the word of life family. <laughs> All right, come on <laughs> Okay, welcome Palabra and Accion to the word of life family. And, and maybe that will get to them and you know, uh we'll we'll see if we can do that but they're going to be announcing it to their church as well there and uh you know we are now family with them praise god i mean we were with the family of god but now we are as a as an organization and so here's what i want you to do when we receive tithes and offerings around here our our the way we we like to say it Is ask God what He wants you to do and then do it and everything will be taken care of and so I want you to take just a moment and and with our tithes and offerings today uh, you know we're going to receive our regular tithes and offerings but if you want to do something special for Palabra and Accion in Guatemala City then uh, you know right now just ask God what He wants you to do and then do it and we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. And, uh, but this is going to be an ongoing monthly thing. So I would like to see some of you, uh, I'd like to see all of you catch on and do something on a monthly basis. Like I said, $300 a month is not much. And, and that you know doesn't require a lot from anybody. But it requires something from a lot of people. Praise God. And so just just ask God what he wants you to do right now. Now, every week or month when you bring your tithes and offerings, then, uh, you know, you can always designate. Uh, something now let me just say this it does not help if you take from your regular ties to do you know this this is something additional okay it, it doesn't help anything at all if you take from your regular ties and say okay well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it here instead of here that does not help what helps is if you say I'm gonna give five dollars extra you know this this week I'm gonna give thousand dollars extra this week I'm gonna give you know I'm gonna give a million dollars extra this week you know that if you want to do that we'll gladly send that right on but uh, uh, but anyway uh, if you can do that we would appreciate it and so uh, let's just raise one hand and say this together as our ushers are coming with the buckets say Father I thank you for the privilege of giving to you I thank you that as I give, it is given to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and I'll have to give again. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And I'm going to say thank you in advance for partnering with us because I believe you're going to do it. Praise God. We've got a bridge class that is ready to be dismissed. And I don't know what just happened here, but I had a jillion notifications when I opened this thing up. Who's been sending me messages? But uh, are you ready for some word today? praise god i know that we've been long already so uh that means i don't have a lot of time today um and so therefore i know that i'm going to have to come back and touch on this a little bit later but uh let me just ask a question as they're finishing up receiving the tithes and offerings here how many of you uh keep up with what i do on facebook You, you follow me on facebook Okay, a few of you do. Something I've been doing lately, and I, I, I want to encourage the rest of you, keep up with that. Because there, there are things, I just put little things as, as the Lord lays things on my heart uh, to encourage you and to challenge you. And, uh, you know, we don't, we don't put drama on Facebook, but, uh, but w- we use it as a tool for the gospel. Praise God. And so, one of the things that I've done the last couple of weeks is I have put some passages of Scripture on there and I said, in preparation for Sunday, read this and meditate on this. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, 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 um, has anybody seen those and, and been doing that? Praise God. You know, I I encourage you to do that. See, because the important thing, when you've already read the scriptures I'm going to be talking about, you've already read them and been meditating on them, you prepare your heart to receive so much more. And, And what you receive in church, some people say, well, I don't get anything out of church. Well, maybe it's because you aren't prepared for church you know maybe it's because you're actually in your mind you're still in bed uh, you know maybe it's because you didn't expect to receive anything from church but if you will come expecting if you will come with anticipation if you will do those little things and I'm gonna do that more often you know I'm trying to do it every week but as as we do those things uh, just uh, uh, be prepared, and, and then you've got some things that are going on in your heart. And I, I love something one of my one of my favorite sayings, um, Brother Charles Caps. Um, several years ago, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. But several years ago, Brother Charles Caps made a statement as he was getting ready to preach. He said, "What's more important than what I have to say to you tonight is what the Holy Spirit says to you about what I say tonight." And uh, so he'll talk to you about what I'm talking about, praise God. But he'll, he'll begin to talk to you in advance and begin to stir some things. And maybe some questions will, you know, he'll, he'll begin to stir up some questions in you that you'll have. And then as we get into the message, then, then we answer some of those questions, you know. And uh, uh, so anyway, we have been talking for a few weeks now about Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, there is, there is so much to learn about him, about his personality. There is so much to learn about his work and what he does in our lives, what he's come to do. And uh, today we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and once again, you know, uh, there is so much more To Holy Spirit than just speaking with tongues now I don't want to diminish the importance of that because I believe it's very important and the Apostle Paul said this he said I wish that you all spoke with tongues and uh, you know I I wish you all did and I'll echo that today I wish you all did and the fact is you all can praise God And, uh, and you know I would encourage you to begin to desire that in your life because it is a powerful, powerful thing, a gift that God has given for our benefit, praise God. But let me just say this, in Luke chapter 24, verse number 46, says, Then he, Jesus, said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Notice it's a promise of the Father. He said, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry, wait. He wasn't talking about somebody's name there. He said, tarry or wait in Jerusalem, in the city of Jerusalem, until you are endued with power from on high he says i'm going to send power from on high the father's going to send power to you from on high from above and and you know maybe you have felt powerless in your life maybe you have felt that you know you felt weak and and you know a lot of times uh, you know there's there's a song that says i am weak but thou art strong Well, in and of myself, yes, I am weak, but I'm not going to go around saying I'm weak because I am not in and of myself. I am in Him, praise God. And the Holy Spirit has come to reside on the inside of me and to rest upon me and to empower me, so I never again need to say I am weak because I am weak but you are strong So, if he is strong, then there's no need for me to be weak. Praise God. Because my strength is in him. My power is in him. Jesus said that we would be endued with power from on high. Praise God. The Apostle Paul said it this way to the Romans. He said, if the same spirit which raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you. Then that same Spirit will also quicken your mortal bodies. Praise God. So He has come to empower you. And many people don't expect to be empowered by Holy Spirit, but you ought to let me just tell you today, raise your expectations. Expect Him to empower you. You know, we all know that from time to time we're going to face difficult challenges and difficult situations. And there's going to be times when we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. We don't know uh, what we need to know. You know, we don't have the information. And actually, what I did just, just then was I named three categories of spiritual giftings that come by the Holy Spirit. We don't know what to say. There, we have three utterance gifts from Holy Spirit for when we don't know what to say. We have the gift of tongues, the interpretation of tongues, and uh, uh, prophecy. Okay, it was there. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Sometimes we don't know what to do, but we have, or, or excuse me, we we can't, we don't have the ability to do what we need to do, and so we have three power gifts that are given to empower us when we don't know what to do. We have the gift of faith. We have, um, we have the working of miracles. We have the gifts of healings for when we don't have the ability to do what we need to do. Then there are times when we don't know what we need to know. You need to know something, but you don't have any way to know it. You don't have any, you know, sometimes you don't know what you need to know, right? Anybody ever been there? You know, uh, the worst part was you didn't even know what you needed to know to ask for. And, uh, you know, so we have three uh, revelation gifts where Holy Spirit reveals some things to us that we don't have any way to know other than by Holy Spirit so those are the gifts of of uh, the, the gift of discerning of spirits the gift of uh, of the word of knowledge and the and, and uh, the word of wisdom these are th- are three gifts that are given for when we don't know what we need to know praise God you ever you ever have see here's the thing many times People have 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 said to me, "Well, I had this happen, or I had that happen in my life, and you know, or or I I just sensed this, or I just sensed that." And and what was that? You know, I I had a a a pastor friend of mine one time, and he's from a denomination that does not believe in speaking with tongues. He he doesn't preach speaking with tongues, but he asked me. He said. he said, I was in in Mexico on a mission trip. He said, uh, "He said I don't speak Spanish. So he said, I'm in Mexico on a mission trip. And uh, we were doing an outreach, and this lady came up to me and, and said, uh, could you go to my house and pray for my father, who's very ill? And, uh, uh, you know, he... and." he said sure I'd be glad to and so she said he doesn't speak any English so I'll have to interpret for you he said so they went to the house and walked in and and uh, he introduced himself she uh, interpreted that and then he said I started to, to share the gospel with him and uh, he said uh, as I shared the gospel with him I noticed she stopped interpreting And uh, he said so I turned to her and I said uh, aren't you going to interpret and she said there's no need he's understanding everything you're saying now this was a man if you ask him do you believe in speaking with tongues he would have said no but then he asked me he said is that would that be what you guys call speaking with tongues and I said absolutely. You know, the scripture actually says on the day of Pentecost that those that were in Jerusalem, they heard them speaking in their own languages and glorifying God. And so, in all reality, the the miracle was not in the speaking, but the miracle was what was taking place in the hearing of the people that that were hearing. They they were speaking the wonderful works of God in an unknown in an unknown tongue and they were everyone in other words if we had if we had a section over here you were you were Cantonese speakers over here and then we've got some Tagalog speakers over here and we got some Spanish speakers over here and we've got some you know uh, uh, whatever other language Arabic speakers and I would speak one thing in a language I didn't understand but or maybe i did understand but this group over here that speaks cantonese they hear it in cantonese and this group over here that speaks tagalog they hear it in tagalog if another group that they speak spanish they hear it in spanish but it's all one word that's going forth from you know see this is how holy spirit can begin to to use that And what we have to understand is the power is given not so I can draw attention to me, but the power is given to equip me to do what did Jesus say? You shall receive power. Power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Notice he said power, and it, the power is to be witnesses. There is a purpose for the power. And so, uh, we need to understand the purpose of the power. Now, what we have done is we have tried to shut up the power within the walls of our church buildings. And we've tried to, you know, and we thought we were doing a great thing because we had a great manifestation of the Spirit in our service. And we thought that was wonderful, but in reality, the purpose of the gift, now, the, now inside the church building, when you come to, to, to church, that's where we learn how to do it, but it's to be done out there. Not, it, it wasn't given for what happens inside here. Praise God. Now, I'm thankful when the gifts of healings flow. I'm thankful when the word of knowledge flows, when the gift of prophecy flows, when tongues and interpretation flow. I'm thankful for that, you know, that God manifests Himself in our presence, but that's not the primary purpose for the power. The primary purpose for the power is to reach the world, but there's been a whole lot of manifestation of the power within the church building or the the meeting of the church and very little of it out there but here's what we you see we've learned some things and I've talked to you about this before you know that that it's uh, you, you know where where is the gift of healing most needed the gift of healing is not most needed inside the church building because most of the sick people are not here today you know even christians that are sick don't come to church when they're sick so why do we see so little of the gifts of healings flowing because THE SICK CHRISTIANS STAY HOME AND WE THINK THAT IT ONLY OPERATES IN HERE. YOU SEE, in, IN ALL REALITY, IT'S NOT EVEN, IT WASN'T EVEN GIVEN FOR SICK CHRISTIANS. NOW THANK GOD WHEN IT, when it FLOWS TO SICK CHRISTIANS, But it wasn't given to sick Christians, it was given to get the attention of an unbeliever and to show them that God really loves them and cares about them and is willing to heal them, even though they are sinners. You see, and when when. I keep referring to this because this is one of the most powerful things. it's It's so, so very simple, but it just blew me away the first time I saw this. Jesus said, even sinners love those who love them. So when sinners know that God loves them, that Jesus loves them, when they know that, they won't be sinners any longer. When they know that, they'll accept Jesus as their Savior. And what does a gift of healing that, you know, this guy, he knows that I am in this condition because I have been violating all of God's laws. I have been, uh, you know, I have been doing this and I've been doing that and it's my lifestyle that has caused me to be in this condition and therefore God would. Okay, It's not an issue of, of me being heard in here. I can, I can handle that part. Uh, but I can't very well be heard in China without this, you know. And, and, uh, and, and I want to be. Praise God. So anyway, um, you know, when Jesus shows up and heals a sick sinner who thinks that God hates him, and he proves otherwise, often, in most cases, I would say, God has just won the heart of this unbeliever. Praise God. Praise God. That's what the power is primarily for. Praise God. And, uh, you know, I don't know how far I want to get into this because I don't want to get st- stuck in the middle of something I can't finish today. But um, we're just going to go with it and see where we end up. Praise God. But um, what happened next? You know, on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one place together and and there was 120 of them in the upper room and there was heard a sound as a rushing mighty wind and, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire, that, uh, divided tongues of fire that set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and then The people that were in Jerusalem that day, it was the Feast of Pentecost, and there were people from all over the known world at that time in the city of Jerusalem for the feast. And they heard them speaking in their own languages the wonderful works of God. And some people mocked, the Bible says, and they said, these are all drunk and and Peter stood up and he began to preach and he said this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel he said these are not drunk as you suppose he said but they are filled with the Holy Spirit he said they are filled with what was spoken of by the prophet Joel saying that in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh well i got to say that was 2,000 years ago and if the word last implies that there are not more to come so if, if that was the last days, then we're still in the last days. Okay? So uh, if that was the last days and he says, I will pour out of my spirit in those days, in the last days, saith God. You know, so it is still valid for today. Praise God. Praise God. And then... Um, you know, Peter stood up and he preached, in that day, because Peter preached, now notice they did not get saved, they were not added to the church is the way it it uh, um, terms it in here, but they were not added, 3,000 were not added because they heard them speak with tongues. They were added after Peter preached, okay. But what was the tongues for? The tongues arrested their attention. Peter would not have an audience, would not have had an audience to preach to that day if it had not been for the gift of tongues being poured out. But it arrested their attention. And and then... Because of that, Peter responded with his message. And as he preached, then the Bible says that 3,000 were added to the Lord that day. Praise God. Then we find in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, it says, Now when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart. And Peter and the rest of the apostles, uh, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, notice what Peter said there. He told them, he said, Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what what he's talking about there, being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's not talking about water baptism. There's no record that they baptized anybody with water that day. He's not talking about water baptism he's not talking about being baptized with the Holy Spirit in that statement but what he says is repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins in other words he was talking about this is the point where you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and you are immersed into him praise God and he says that when that happens, he says, then you should expect to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let me just say this. If you are here today and you have never, you have received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you would, if I were to ask for a show of hands who is saved, you would say, I am saved. I have received Jesus as my Savior. And then I said, how many of you have received the gift of, Of the Holy Spirit we would probably have a far lesser number of hands however that should not be the case because the promise was made and Peter communicated that that day he said uh, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of sins and you shall he didn't say there's a chance that you might receive. He said, no, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. And so, if you have never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, well, you ought to receive this morning. This will be a great time for you to receive. Hallelujah. And then what that does is that opens the door for these gifts of the Spirit to begin to flow and operate in your life. Praise God. Praise God. Now, yes, it is true that when you got born again, you were born again and and you received the Holy Spirit in that regard. But there is a ministry of the Holy Spirit that belongs to those who are believers. Now, there there is this aspect of the Spirit that unbelievers can receive, otherwise they couldn't get born again. But then there is another aspect of that, and you step into another level of that. When you become a believer, there is a promise of the Father to you that takes you into another level and that's what you need to expect to receive and you can receive it if you are a born-again believer Jesus said the world can't receive this gift but if you are a born-again believer you should expect to receive this praise God and there is not a chance that you could ever ask to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and God say no. Father say no. He's, he's not going to do it. He will not say no to you. Jesus said everyone who asks receives. Praise God. You all have, have heard me preach this enough times that, that, that you could probably preach this for me. Because, you know, I mean, th- this is the thing. You need to expect to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. But then in Acts chapter 3, there was, uh, in verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple uh, at the hour of prayer, in the ninth hour. Okay, and just to, to, to condense this, you can read the verses on your own, but... Uh, they encountered a man there that sat daily at the gate of the temple begging alms and he looked at them expecting to receive something from them Peter looked at him Peter and John looked at him and they said silver and gold we don't have any but we do have something and what we have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and, he, and they took him by the hand and lifted him up and the Bible says his, his, his feet and ankles gained strength and he went walking and leaping and praising God now another opportunity now arose for Peter to preach and he preached again and people once again were added to the Lord that day praise God praise God more were added. In, in chapter 4, verse number 1, And as they spoke to the people, the priests and captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed, that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them, not to pray for them, but they laid hands on them to arrest them, and put them in custody until the next day For it was already evening however many of those who heard the word believed and the number of the men came to be about 5,000 so Peter preached on the day of Pentecost 3,000 were added to the Lord here uh, once again they have a demonstration of the spirit by the gifts of healings and 5,000 are added to to the Lord that day praise God and so uh, we see how that these spiritual gifts open the door for the gospel and for people to believe the gospel praise God praise God and that is the objective the gifts of the Spirit are not given so that you and I can show off gifts of the Spirit are given to draw people to Christ Praise God. Praise God. Now in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, we talked quite a bit about this, about Holy Spirit and, and and how that the love chapter defines what what and who he is. But here in chapter thirteen, verse number one, notice what he says, the apostle Paul he says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love. I have become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. Now, notice here that he's mentioning spiritual gifts. There are nine spiritual gifts that the Apostle Paul lists in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And um, those nine spiritual gifts, I want you to, I'm I'm, I'm about to give you your homework assignment uh, for this week. Because we're going to come back next week and we're going to dig into some things that I don't even have time to read the scriptures for uh, this morning. So go home and read 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and make a list of the spiritual gifts that are given there. Praise God. Make you a list and begin to meditate on those. And then after you've read 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, I want you to continue and read the 13th chapter. And you will see those gifts in chapter 13 as well. And then read the 14th chapter. Okay? So that's three chapters. That shouldn't be a big deal to read three chapters in the Bible. And since that's not a big deal yet, I'm going to give you one more. How about Ephesians chapter 4? Read Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to tie all those together next week. And and, and uh, you do not want to miss because there are going to be some things that I'm going to bring out that are fresh from the Spirit of God in, into my heart. That uh, um, you know, actually, some of it I, I um, some of it I got at one o'clock this morning, and uh, um, it, it was actually some things that that. The Lord laid on my heart a long time ago, but I needed some support for. One o'clock this morning, I got some support on that. And then I walked in and I sat down in a cafe in here after I got to the church this morning, about 7.30 this morning, and or 7 or 7.30, and, and more just began to flow. Some of you came in really early, and it was, uh, I'm sorry if I if I didn't pay much attention to you because the Lord was speaking some things to my heart that I was putting down so anyway if you will read those four chapters next week you know we're going to open up the scriptures and we're going to show you some things about spiritual gifts how many of you have ever heard that all of that passed away when the apostles died anybody ever heard that all that stuff passed. That that is not for today. That's all. That's for the past. That's back in those days, and that's what God was doing back then. Anybody, you, you know, you've you've heard those things. A lot of you have. Well, I've got good news for you. They're still for today, and we're going to prove it. Praise God. We're going to prove it from Scripture. And so, anyway, we're going to stop right there for this morning. And we're going to come back and pick that up next week. Do not, do not, I, I repeat, do not miss next week. It's going to be so, so vitally important to you. Praise God. And I want to give an invitation this morning. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, everything we're covering, everything we're talking about here, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, is something that belongs to, to believers. But see it's 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 not that God's cutting some people out and saying, "Well, only these people can have this." No, everybody can be a believer if you choose to be. Praise God. You just become a believer and then it's yours. Hallelujah. You know, it's like the benefits of belonging to a club. But the club's not exclusive. Anybody can join the club. Praise God. Praise God. It's for club members, but anybody can be a member of the club. Praise God. And so this morning, if you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it's very simple. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want everyone in this room today to pray this prayer with me. And if you pray this and you, bel- you believe it, you see, there's got to be believing and confessing. I can lead you in the confession. I can lead you in the believing. You've got to decide that on your own. If, but if you believe this and you pray this prayer, then according to God's word, you will be saved. Praise God. So let's all just pray this together. Say, God in heaven, I believe. That you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me to pay for my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead so I can have new life. And today I verbally acknowledge what he has done and I confess him as my Lord and I receive his salvation. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. From this day forward, I want to learn to know you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
0: Thank you once again for joining us today online we want to connect with you and we can do so one of three ways you can email us church at wolcarlsbad.com you can connect with us via our Facebook page which is facebook.com slash wolcarlsbad or you can click contact us via our app or our website we would love to hear from you and we want you to know that God is madly in love with you. Thanks for joining us.